It's a real joy to be here. I want to ask a special interest in your prayers that I may present to you what you feel will help you <clears throat> to solve your problems. There'll be no scolding, no belittling, no condemning. I have in my hand <clears throat> lots and lots of questions. A few days ago, you were invited to put in your questions, and they're wonderful. And Nancy Newharth typed them out so to be a little easier for me to read them quickly as needed. And these questions, everyone is sincere. Everyone has to do with a personal problem, and there might be scores more added. I'm confident <clears throat> that young people are looking for answers. You're not looking for platitudes or deep theology. You want to get an answer. And there are lots of older people looking for answers, too. Many older people are afraid to come to us personally, you know, and let us know they have a problem. But they do have problems. There are uh, so many, many questions here on religion. <laughs> That's understandable. Everyone sincere. There are just a lot of questions here on sex. And uh, young people aren't the only ones that have problems with sex. This very week, since you have no idea who they are, I can state. A couple came to us, they've been married for years. They have never had sex in marriage. They want to know a solution. They want to find solutions. A minister came to me just the other day. He had a problem with sex. He's looking for some answers. He's not looking for condemnation. He's not looking for belittling. He's looking for an answer. And so we want to deal with some answers. Uh, this week, we want to give some secrets. And I would like to challenge those who are here and those who view this program <clears throat> to try out some of the secrets that we share with you for just one month to satisfy yourself <clears throat> to see whether these secrets really work. And then you will know at the end of that month whether you want to follow the program farther or whether it doesn't work. Shall we pray? Dear Lord, just make me a nail upon the wall. Fasten securely in its place. Then from this thing so common and so small, hang a bright picture of thy face. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What, uh, what are the solutions? What are the secrets <clears throat> to the problems that we have? The problems in religion... The problems when daddy and mommy are divorced and with whom we should stay. The problems of rock music. The problems of persistence in prayer. Whether God uh, answers because we've been pestering him or whether he likes to have us continue in prayer. <clears throat> How can we get interested in sermons on the Sabbath? 
Could Satan have destroyed Jesus? Will retarded people automatically go to heaven? All of these are very sincere questions. Pages of them, whole pages. And uh, I'm going to share with you this morning and with those who are viewing this program a completely different kind of prayer to use in solving down-to-earth problems. And I would like to, to invite you to try this kind of prayer and to study it until you are conversant with it and see whether it works in your life. It's a kind of prayer that's not used by many of our people. I don't suppose there's one person in a thousand that is using this kind of prayer. <clears throat> but I'd like to share with you about three personal problems that were solved, two of them by young people of your age through this kind of prayer, and one by an older person who happened to slip into a young person's meeting. She wasn't supposed to be there, <laughs> but she was there, a little old lady. <clears throat> and uh, first I want to share with you the kind of prayer. It's called the ABCs of Bible prayer. The A is based on Matthew 7, 7. Jesus said, ask, and it'll be given you. Now, we've heard that all our lives. But the philosophy behind the word ask is this. When I ask, it means that I'm telling the Lord I'm helpless. I have a solution that's impossible for me to solve. That's what I mean by the ask. I'm asking you, Lord, because I don't have the answer. I'm reaching up and I'm beseeching you because I'm helpless. The situation, this particular situation, is hopeless. So that's the first step in the new kind of prayer. It's a hopeless situation, and I'm helpless, so I'm reaching out to you. The B of prayer, Mark eleven twenty four, 24, is believe that you receive. The philosophy behind that is to trust the Lord to keep his promise. The Bible contains more than 3,573 promises or clusters of promises. And this special kind of prayer always takes a Bible promise. And so it, it, it says, Lord, I believe you're fulfilling this specific promise for my specific problem. And when it says, I believe, we are very careful to realize that this word belief is based on the philosophy of trust. I trust you, Lord, to do it. It means I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm not trying to put you in the corner. I'm trusting you to keep your word. Because I've always been told that God can't lie. And since you can't lie, I trust you to keep the promise. I not really trust you to keep it, but I trust you to do it your way, not my way. The sea of prayer is to thank God that we have received. How about that? If that isn't a new kind of prayer, as I may place my hand on a Bible promise, and there's nothing magic about placing my hand on a Bible promise, as I do it, 
I'm recognizing that Jesus said that every promise in the Bible is a seed. Jesus drew from nature. Every apple seed, for instance, every apple seed contains an apple tree. An apple tree trunk, two apple tree leaves, and apple tree roots. Every acorn contains an oak tree, tiny, 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 of course. But a tiny oak trunk, two oak leaves, tiny, 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 and oak roots. Every persimmon seed contains a persimmon tree, leaves, trunk, roots. Every promise of God contains the gift that it promises. So in this new kind of prayer, we not merely ask, telling God we're helpless. We not merely believe and tell him we trust him to keep his word. But as we look at this promise, we say, Lord, since the gift is in the promise, as I put this promise in my heart, and it takes a little while to get into the program, as I put this promise in my heart, the promise contains the gift. So I am now receiving the gift. I, it doesn't mean that I shall immediately realize the full gift because when I realize there's an apple tree in an apple seed, I don't see the apple tree at once, right? It takes a while for that seed to germinate and press through the surface and it takes a while longer for it to produce apples, you see. So as I'm saying, Lord, thank you, I receive, then I bear in mind that, that there's a development. And I may not see the answer at all to start with. It may take a minute or it may take uh, months to fully get the whole picture. For instance, when I'm claiming a promise for the salvation of some loved one, when I'm claiming the promise for some loved one, it may take weeks, it may take months for it to be fulfilled. But I'm saying now the A of prayer is what? Everybody. Ask. It means what? I'm helpless. It means what? The situation in this particular area is hopeless. Except as I look up to him who is the source of my solutions. The B of prayer is what? Believe It means I trust the Lord to keep his word because he can't lie. <laughs> I trust him to do it his way. I'm not going to try to put him in the corner. I'm not going to try to tell him how to do it. I trust him to do it his way. But I'm, I'm telling him I trust you to do it. The sea of prayer is to claim it by what? Returning thanks that I have received. <laughs> if that isn't a new kind of prayer. Let me tell you now how it works. <clears throat> there was a group of young people, just like this group right here and a group that's, that's viewing this on your screen. We had invited them to come in and we're going to conduct a class on this kind of prayer. We call it the prayer of reception because Jesus said, believe that you receive. So we called it the prayer of reception. We announced in church 
that we only wanted 60 young people. We wanted no old people, <laughs> all of academy age and maybe early college age. Only 60. 99 crowded in. <laughs> we wanted to keep the crowd small, the group smaller, because then it would be easier for each one to get what he had come to get. And the format of the evening <clears throat> was this. First we sang a little chorus, had a little invocation, and then the students got up and they would share with one another how they had had a problem. <laughs> the specific problem they had, the specific Bible promise they claimed, and the specific answer they got. This way there'd be no wandering around, you see. I don't believe in Magellan testimonies. I don't believe in Magellan prayers. You know, Magellan is supposed to be the first man to sail around the world. And when people pray a Magellan prayer, they're sailing all around the world while others hope they'll put into port somewhere. And I don't believe in public prayers where people wear out the saints and do all their, their backslidden praying up in public. So the young people got up. This was my problem. This was a promise I claimed. And this was a solution God gave me. One of the young men got up. His name was Peter. He was 16 years of age. He said, I am so glad that I learned last week, right here in this class, of this new kind of prayer. He said, I believe I would have rated the headlines of the newspaper as a casualty if I hadn't learned this new kind of prayer. He said, for instance, uh, some friends were going with me hiking up on the high Sierras, <laughs> high mountains. And he said, the night before, it uh, rained, and then it froze a slight thin coat of ice all over the mountain, and then it snowed, which made it hazardous for anybody to ever attempt to go up on the mountain. And he said, all my friends naturally called me, said, don't count on me, but he said, foolhardy, I went ahead anyway. But he said, the Lord was good to me. I claimed a promise for life. <laughs> you know, the Lord's good. We make mistakes. And God doesn't look down his nose on us. He said, and I claimed a promise that God would give me life. And he said, I don't know whether I'd have lived if I hadn't claimed that promise. He said, I was walking up on the high Sierras, walking along a narrow ridge, and a sudden gust of wind unbalanced me, and I started going down the mountain. He said, I went about 50 feet down and slammed against a rock. He said, it could have broken my neck or my back, except... It, there was a wonderful cushion of snow there. It just shook me up. And he said, when I sort of came to, to realization of what had happened, I said, Lord, you did answer my prayer. You did save my life. It's wonderful. And then he said, I looked around the side of the rock and I found, he said, I found that I still had uh, nearly 2,000 feet more to go if I tried to get out. <laughs> and he said, I said, dear Lord, I don't know how to get out of here. That thin coat of ice precludes my trying to get out. So he said, I, I remember there was a promise in James 1, 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. 
that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. Lord, I ask you to give me wisdom to get out of here. And I believe, I trust you to give me that wisdom. Thank you, Lord, you're giving me that wisdom. And he said, as I said it, the Lord impressed me to take my fingers and fingernails and dig little steps and edge my knees into those steps. <laughs> and he said, I did it. By the time I got up to a level spot, my fingers were bleeding, my fingernails were broken. But he said, I got out. <laughs> it saved my life. And he said, I thank the Lord I've learned a new kind of prayer to solve my problems. And what do you suppose all the students said? Make a guess. Amen. What do you say? Amen. He sat down and up stood Dick. Dick said, as you know, last week were semester exams. And he said, I had studied faithfully. But he said, due to circumstances over which I had no control, I wasn't able to review. He said, the night before the exams, I climbed into bed, worried. I couldn't sleep. I rolled and tumbled. And then I started praying one of the old kinds of prayer. You know what the old kind of prayer is? Oh, Lord, help me. But I'm pretty sure you're not going to. Right? <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I said, wait, I've just learned a new kind of prayer. He said, let me see. I need to sleep. I got out of bed. I found a text. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. He said, I said, Lord, I ask you to give me rest. I believe, I trust you to give me rest. Thank you, you've given me rest. He said, I went to sleep, I slept like a log. <laughs> you know how a log sleeps? Doesn't move a limb. <laughs> he said, the next morning I got up, I came off with flying colors. As the young people were relating their experiences, <laughs> a one little old lady got in there. Her name was Dorothy. And in, in, in the next session, in a few minutes here, for those of you who are, who are viewing, maybe later. In the next session, we're going to tell you about this little old lady and the experience that she had. Uh, but just before we close now, I'm going to ask you to guess about how old that little old lady was that somehow got in and crashed that party. Would you like to guess about how old she was? 103. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Somebody else. What do you guess? 96. Marvelous. One more guess and then I'll tell you. Over here. How much? 87. Thank you. That little old lady was 42. <laughs> and we'll tell you about her in the next session. Dear Lord, we are looking for answers. We're looking for solutions. We're going to find those solutions in this new kind of prayer for every problem of life. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www dot audioverse dot org.